A different perspective, a new insight into life, a nugget of positivity and a hidden truth, and maybe an amusement for you. Welcome to From My Standpoint, a twice a month podcast with your host, Josh C. Jones. My way or the highway? Is there ever another road we might take? Together, maybe? Hey, I appreciate you tuning in again to From My Standpoint. I'm your host, Josh C. Jones. If this is your first time listening, then I thank you for tuning in. And if it's not, well, thank you for coming back. If you have not yet subscribed, then I encourage you to subscribe to From My Standpoint. uh, You can follow me on Facebook at Josh C. Jones Author on Instagram at Josh C. Jones Author, on Twitter at Author J.C. Jones, or visit the website www.fromtheirstandpoint.com. That's from T-H-E-I-R standpoint.com. And click on my show, From My Standpoint. And if you even slightly liked what you hear in these podcasts, then please rate, review, and share. Pay my toll or get off my highway. In other words, you're either with us or against us. Now, in nearly everything we do in life, we're taken aside. But if we're always taken aside, one way or the other, then how can there ever be anything other than my way or the highway? Ah, that is a good insight, random voice of questions. Very good insight. This is where the willingness to, you know, listen and attempt to understand, as mentioned in episode one, my first poster is it, and a couple other times through other episodes, is absolutely necessary and valuable. Now, what if there was an idea that went from the typical, you're either with us or against us, you know, the the boisterous red versus blue, black versus white, socialist versus capitalist way of thinking, And instead, was more of a, hmm, I wonder if. Well, as we heard from the great wisdom of Pooh in episode 18, the great wisdom of number one, sometimes I wonder a positive, what if? I wonder if. In this case, I wonder if capitalism or socialism is the best way for wealth creation, a strong economy, and the taking care of its citizens in lifting people from poverty and helping the most desolate. I wonder if capitalism or socialism has proven through history to be better for the citizens living under such. I also wonder, what if these two could coexist? Hmm. For some, the word socialism is a dirty, greedy, poor-inducing, unfair, unequal political class system that is always geared toward one political group and their cronies and destructive to the majority of its society and the world. For others, the word socialism is a clean, equal, fair, and provides the opportunity for all, regardless of work, risk, skill, or sacrifice, to achieve the same level of wealth and success. Interestingly enough, you might actually hear the same, the exact, nearly exact same said about capitalism. And if so, then they would sound somewhat familiar in their opposition and support, wouldn't they? Then which is correct? Which system is best for wealth creation, a strong economy, and the taking care of its citizens, and lifting people from poverty, and, and, and helping the most desolate? 
Oh, oh, yeah, oh, common sense that folks just need to do them a little independent research and be objective and honest and uh, for them folks to find them answers. <laughs> Whatever them folks decide, oh, them answers and the truth was there. Hey, oh, yeah, I'm written in them a history. <laughs> oh, yep. Yep. Moving on now. And to answer you here, though, random voice of questions, uh, we must first look a little into each system to get a better understanding of an answer. I won't go super deep. That is for your independent research, which I actually hope people are doing. If we do not do our own honest and objective independent research, then we are just choosing to believe someone else's belief. Huh. Very interesting, random voice of reason. Would that also be just searching for validation for your own opinion, even if it is not true? That it very well could be, random voice of questions. You two are bringing up some good stuff. However, sadly, you know, we cannot research everything in life, and therefore we are sometimes subject to this fallacy. You know, we sometimes just have to believe what somebody tells us. There's too much information, not enough time. Now, before you go as mad as a hornet or release the hellcat on me for me saying something that doesn't fit your opinion, or before you go as nutty as a fruitcake, just hear me out and things will begin to make a little more sense about where I'm going with all this. When we talk about socialism, there are some people who immediately equate socialism to communism, as if they are the same thing. Aren't they the same thing, though? No, random voice of questions, they're not exactly the same. That, that's what I want to clear up first here. Now, in communism, there is no private property. Not one. However, in socialism, individuals can own private property that is permitted by the governing body. However, both of them, they act both actually do have a big, strong, overarching government that controls all aspects of economic production and wealth creation. Both award people a portion based on need, you know, which is compensation for their contribution to the society as a whole, to the economy. No contribution, no compensation. And this need is based on what the government declares need. Both claim to redistribute the wealth, regardless if you worked and sacrificed for it or not, to everyone in an attempt to try and diminish the wealth gap and create equality of wealth. Both provide citizens what the government deems as basic needs, such as food, housing, universal health care, education for all, basic cost of living wage regardless of work, and other basic needs, which are all based on what the government deems as the individual's contribution to society. So no, they are not the same, but they are very similar. But again, back to this, which one, socialism or capitalism, is best for wealth creation, a strong economy, and the taking care of its citizens, and lifting people from poverty and helping the most desolate? Well, from my research experiences, understanding, perception, and listening to others, from both sides and those who used to live in a different country but now live here, this is what I have learned. If one wishes to learn more about something, then it behooves that one to listen to and try to understand from those whom have lived that something. Yes, it does, random voice of reason. That goes for all groups and all people. Sidetracked. And you know what's interesting, too, is we can all live under the, something 
the same. We can all experience the exact same thing and come to differing perceptions on what we experienced based on our foundation, our beliefs, and what we choose to look for and accept. It's, it's amazing. Anyway, if you want to know what it's like to live in a socialist country, then it would behoove you to talk to and listen to the perceptions of those who actually lived in a socialist country. Anyway, socialism is a system, usually referred to as a social and political philosophy, where a government determines the prices for goods and services that are created and implemented by an individual, but controlled by the government and possibly the community. In this type of system, a private citizen may take the risk of offering a service or product to the public and sacrifice their time and resources in order to deliver such a product or service and work hard to produce such, but the growth of the business and its profits are controlled by the whole, that is, like you know, the government, the community. In this system, most have the opportunity to take risk by making such sacrifices and working hard, but the ends will be capped and distributed equally among all, regardless if you sacrificed for that wealth or if you created that wealth or not. Now, the state in this type of system has majority, if not total, control, authority, and right to subvert or hinder the private ownership and business of the citizens. Socialism also includes the idea and acceptance that property is owned by the society unless special permission is granted by the governing body, that capital accumulation should be regulated by the government to ensure capital equality, that wage and labor should be determined by the society and the government to keep wages quote-unquote fair, according to the government, and equal among all that the determination of the price for a good or service and that of the wage labor be regulated and controlled by society and government, and that each should be offered the same wage, regardless of business, profit, ability, skill, or whatever, even to pay such. Um, could you break that down just a little bit more, please? Sure. Uh, I'll try a random voice of questions. So, in essence... Socialism is regarded as a political system that acknowledges and supports community ownership. Rights to a job or wage, regardless of ability by the business to provide such. A market of government regulation, not a free market, for the price of goods and services and the pay offered for such jobs. A cap on business and individual profit, that is, what you are allowed to earn. A quote-unquote fair and quote-unquote equal distribution of profits and successes to every citizen as determined by the government, regardless of the citizen's sacrifice, risk, creation, or work. Socialism has, whether people wish to admit it or not, created a philosophy for the best way to try and take care of the most basic necessities for its citizens. Well, as we've mentioned, basic necessities as determined by the governing body, which tends to be different depending on which country or civilization one looks at in which this philosophy was implemented. Now, you may already be cursing me and planning your comment on how I'm a fool or offensive with my perception and understanding and experience. For the love of everything sacred and holy, would you please shut your yappa? Ouch. See, that right there, that is not even an attempt to understand another perception. But I, like a lot of people, hear it a lot, and more often from one side over the other. Anyway, well, to that and any comments coming my way, I say, <laughs> great. So long as your comment is constructive, because it then means you are still listening to my podcast. At least, I, I think, 
We can all agree on one thing, though. We, and not just us in America, but humans in general, regardless of political affiliation, class system, race, gender, or ideology, are not only the most generous, loving, and compassionate, but humans are also the most selfish, cruel, and indifferent. And it is because of this paradox that we require a strong foundation and a prosperous economy, as well as some support system for the most desolate and needy among us. And that is why there are policies and organizations in place for the desolate and needy among us. Now, there are governmental ones that take from almost all to give to them, and there are private ones who accept generous donations from some to give to them. In some countries, the governmental ones are actually the most encompassing. They are also usually the most burdensome on their people. To forcefully take from one in order to give to another does not make one generous or compassionate. But to freely give is generous and could reveal compassion. That is very well said, random voice of reason. Very well said. Now, Sweden... Sweden is often referred to as a poster child for socialism, but I bet most don't realize that it actually has its economy built upon capitalism. Yeah, its foundation is actually more capitalist. It has been stated and factually checked as true that Sweden is considered even more capitalist than the current America. That it has, random voice of reason. Now, starting in the... Um, mid-1990s, Sweden actually deregulated its domestic industry. It opened its economy to competition and international trade, and they privatized their education system and their pension, you know, what we call social security here in America. When the economy does great, their pensions rise. When the economy does poor, their pensions fall. So everyone has an interest in the economy and good profit margins, all have skin in the game. Most of their sectors are actually unregulated, too. It even outranks the U.S. in its protection of private property rights, believe it or not. I know. Even Denmark, Finland, and Norway, which are routinely touted as uh, other socialist paradises, are really more capitalist with a capitalist foundation. That's just you saying that, isn't it? I mean, would they even say that? <laughs> no, it's not just me, random voice of questions. I mean, your independent research will show that. But listen to this. Denmark's prime minister, whose name is in the transcript because I would, I would butcher it, the pronunciation trying to say it here. But Denmark's prime minister spoke at Harvard's Kennedy School, telling the students there that, quote, I know that some people in the U.S. associate the Nordic model with some sort of socialism. Therefore, I would like to make one thing clear. Denmark is far from a socialist planned economy. Denmark is a market economy. The Nordic model is an expanded welfare state which provides a high level of security for its citizens, but it is also a successful market economy with much freedom to pursue your dreams and live your life as you wish. And, and according to uh, Fraser Institute's Index of Economic Freedom, Sweden, Denmark, Finland and Norway, they all rank higher than the United States. And I think this too, it's most likely due to the U.S.'s extreme increase in regulations and restrictions on businesses and industries. But 
If they are more capitalist in their foundation, then how do they support such a massive welfare system? Do they have a higher GDP than the U.S.? How do they do this? Well, random voice of questions. They have increased individual taxes, social security contributions, corporate taxes, consumption taxes, and other taxes. In fact, their taxes are much, much higher. And these uh, statistics were up to 2020 when this was first written. Now, in fact, in Denmark, the economy tax rate is about 55.9% to anyone earning over $65,000 a year. In each, the tax rate is actually much higher for the middle class than it is in the United States of America. Now, this is something I think is smart, because if one is using the welfare program, then one should also be paying for the welfare program. I think it is a good incentive to spend less, earn more, take risks, work hard, and increase your wealth so you can then get out of the welfare system and keep more of your wealth. Are there any places built and run on, so on a socialist foundation out there? Well, of course there are random voice of questions. But realistically, they don't really make the list on wealth creation, a strong economy, or especially taking care of their citizens. So, But you can look into them in your own independent research. If what you say is right, then which one would be the best way for wealth creation, a strong economy, and the taking care of its citizens, and lifting people from poverty and, and helping the most desolate? Well, to answer that question, Random Voice of Questions, you, you may want to actually wait until you hear the next part of this, which is on capitalism. However, my belief is that history has undoubtedly shown us that and again, you may not like what you have to hear here, but you can do your own research if you want, if you don't like this. But it has undoubtedly shown us that capitalism is the best way for wealth creation, a strong economy, and the best equal opportunity for citizens to risk, sacrifice, work hard, and achieve their success. It has even been proven to have lifted more people from poverty and into wealth than socialism ever has. But like I mentioned earlier, because of the paradox of human nature, we, like it or not, we require some sort of help, or what has been called a welfare safety net for our most desolate and needy in their time of need. Something that, you know, of course, should have limitations, rules, requirements, and standards to protect the finances and stability of such a program from being exploited. And it should also be something that is temporary, definitely conditional, and run as a helping hand up not a hand out. You know, I actually uh, recently heard it stated that there are about 92 welfare-type programs that the government runs here in America, and there is about $1 trillion of uh, taxpayer money that goes to these programs every year. Anyway, there should be incentives for those on such a program to get off the program as soon as they can and not live on it their entire lives. And such a program, if government run, would be of the socialism form. Everyone, regardless of use, should pay into it to help. However, like some of those other countries, those that use it, you know, they should still pay a, a bigger portion of it. No exceptions, no excuses. And now, what you've all been waiting for, it's the wisdom of Dad Joke. Topics like these can be controversial and heated sometimes. Like I said in the beginning, it is usually my way or the highway. But 
If we stay positive and try to find a common ground, then we might be able to find a solution to better help everyone. I know the ends, as history has shown, will not always be the same with either socialism or capitalism, or in life in general. That's just reality. But one thing to keep in mind is that you can always raise your ceiling as high in the sky as you can with one, while the ceiling is historically fixed with the other one. Either way, you get to choose. I just hope you don't wake up one day, look up at the ceiling you choose, and say, hmm, not a fan. This has been From My Standpoint, a podcast to find a nugget of positivity and a hidden truth, encouraging and enlightening insight, entertaining a new perspective, and providing an amusement for you. We hope you were entertained, encouraged, enlightened, and enjoyed the show.